and again to me. Why are you here? Tell me your purpose. He dropped my arm and lowered his Bible. It started pouring and the market grew louder as more people pressed inside to escape the wet. Rain hammered the center skylight and the corrugated steel roof. Tell me, I don't have long. His simple request struck me in a way his evangelical hysteria had not. I cringed and almost confessed, I'm a hack journalist with something to prove, and I've brought my best friend to Africa to keep me company while I prove it, but I'm not sure he can handle what's to come, and I'm not sure I can either, and I'm terrified we're going to get our fingers and lips chopped off in the north, or that we'll be shot by bandits in southern Sudan, or that we'll be arrested and beaten for snooping around in Khartoum. I couldn't live with myself if I got Sean killed. I'd have to commit suicide. Instead, I said, I'll tell you and my posture improved with each word. I'm going down the White Nile, the length of the Nile, from Lake Victoria to the Mediterranean. I'm going to paddle a boat from Jinja to Lake Kyoga, and maybe even as far as Karuma Falls, and then I'm going to trek through Murchison Park to Lake Albert, where I'll find a fisherman to take me north to Namuli and into Sudan. And from there we'll follow the river to Juba, where I'll hop a barge through the Sud marshlands. We'll fish off the side. Sean's a great fisherman, and on up to Khartoum. I'll follow the river north from there and visit the Sudanese pyramids and hopefully the Maroe Dam, carrying on through Nubia, past Aswan, to Cairo, and then finally, Rosetta. I figure I can make it in three months. It was my hand in the air now, tracing the Nile's course from the equator to its exit in North Africa, more than three thousand miles away. The deacon ignored it, just as he ignored my flowering confidence in the plan such as it was. His brow bundled into confusion, hurt even. Why? It's just something I've got to do. No one's made the journey in decades, at least not like this. After years as a freelance reporter, I was tired of struggling for crumbs of piecework from a fast-shrinking roster of newspapers and magazines. The hustle made me feel small. I needed to do something big, something unrelated to the American news cycle, something deep and wide and untrammeled. The Nile beckoned. Not the Nile of the six-day Egyptian package tour with its unctuous guides and sunburned Germans, but the African Nile, the one nobody hears about, the river born of giant equatorial lakes and massive continental rains a lifetime away from Cairo a region poised unsteadily between peace and war, where decades of conflict may at last have run their course. Someone is paying you, the deacon said. No. You are a student? Not for years. Where is your boat? Well, I don't actually have one yet. The gravity lifted like the morning fog off Lake Victoria, and he brightened. Mzungu! That's crazy! You will be eaten by crocs! I wish you God's luck you won't be eaten. You will find your hat two buildings over to the right, on the ground level. The hats the whites wear in the bush. Now if you will excuse me, I am late for my drip. He walked to the clinic, said something in Luganda to the women outside, and the three of them cackled at our coming death by crocodile. Sean and I renewed our circuit around the market. What was that all about? he asked in his low baritone. He says, I replied, scratching my beard in the humidity, he knows where we can find our floppy jungle hats.
Well, thank the Lord. I'm getting a little wobbly here, Maynard, and while you might be used to this volume of flip-flopping humanity and random encounters with drunken reverends or whatever that was, not to mention death-wish rides on the back of motorcycle taxis, it's getting a little much for me after twenty-six hours on a plane. Planes. Sean's budget route had taken him from his bartending job in the piney hills of North Carolina to Uganda via the airport at Raleigh with stops in Minneapolis, Amsterdam, and Nairobi. He'd looked fine when I picked him up more than twelve hours before, rested, satisfied, humming the meat puppets, gobsmacked by the heat and the East African diction and the roadside casket makers. Now the man was crashing. We walked down to the narrow lanes separating the tight grid of market buildings and joined a speedy current of pedestrians, motorbikes, and diesel trucks. Tens of thousands of people.